Hey, 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 thank you for joining in on the key conversation. It is your favorite host, Quana. I was thinking I haven't done a quick chat in a minute. I've really been wanting to have a conversation with you all about the challenges of balancing life, being a parent, having to work a full-time job, maintaining relationships, friendships, and while in the midst of all of that, still caring for yourself. And I thought, who better to have this conversation with than my lovely little cousin, Crystal. We don't get to see each other much because we live in two different states. But it's always nice getting the chance to sit down and chat with her. So, Crystal, welcome. Welcome to Key Conversations. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. It is your first time here. But I know you're a loyal listener, so thank you so much for the support. Thank you for joining. I really, really appreciate you agreeing to have this conversation with us and sharing some of the key things that's going on in your life because I know you've had a lot of changes and updates. So just a couple of intro questions so the listeners can kind of know who you are and what's going on. So you're married, right? Correct. How long have you been married? Um, as of July 17th of this year, I've been married three years. Three years? We got married during a pandemic. Oh, wow. Well, that's how you know you love each other because most people was like, I'm sick of you during the pandemic. <laughs> Three years. We were tried. We were tried by the fire. Yes. <laughs> you were tried by the fire. Listen, three years went by so fast. Jeez, I didn't think it had been that long. So you have two yes, yes. amazing, handsome sons, right? Tell us how old they Correct. are. Correct. Yes. So Hendrix is two years old. He was born during the pandemic. And we have Hendrix. He will be five months um, as of July 15th. But I'm so blessed to have those little faces. Aw. So new new wife, new new, new family, like new babies in the life. Okay, so let's start. What type of work do you do? What's your occupation? So I'm an educator in my area. Um, I service about... I really want to say maybe over a thousand patients. Um, I work with two of maybe three of the biggest um, nephrology groups, kidney doctors here in my area. Also, two of the major hospitals in the Treeport Bossier um, area as well. So I'm stretched pretty thin, um, but I do cover a large territory. So I am on the go a lot. A lot, a lot. So let's talk about adjusting your life when starting a new family. So you go from working, living the single life, and boom, you're married. What was your biggest adjustment with that? Just just the marriage okay. part. Okay, so let's let's go from working overnight. Okay, that was a big difference because I've always worked the graveyard shift Mm -hmm. and um, just navigating through a regular relationship. You know, I'm still going and coming as I please. But when I say it, I do. You know, you have to be conscious of how you look, not to ask the other person for, I should say, permission, but be respectful of your vows and, you know, just your relationship. So um, just as it and just as it, as if it was hard for me to transition from nights to days, it was a slight adjustment um, from dating to married. Mm-hmm. A slight, However, just we're, a we're slight adjustment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we've been together for going on um, 
eight years, so we knew each other, you know, but you realize the, the weight of the vows, I should say, yeah. you know, and of course, when I move, I can't just move with Crystal in mind. I have to move with, you know, with my husband and my kids. Well, I know we're going to touch on the kids, but when you are, you know, when you are married to someone, you have to keep them in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself... Um, sometimes, you know, just grieving the the life that I had prior to marriage and children, not because I take anything away from my husband and my kids. However, I was so used to being this single young woman working whenever I wanted to work, going with and coming as I please. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I've had to make that adjustment. Of course, I was ready for it, but that, is, that doesn't mean that, you know, these these grow and the, these challenges, you know, just disappear because I've entered a new phase in life. Right. And that that would be the biggest adjustment. You know, now that you're married, you don't just think about you. Right. You have someone else right. to, to consider. Like you said, you coming and going when you want to and whatever time is convenient for you. Now you're like, wait, it's not just me anymore. And then, you know, adjusting to your space, like your living space. And that was my biggest adjustment, like having all the things set up the way I wanted them set up. And now someone coming in there moving, moving the mustard in the refrigerator from the top shelf to the (laughs) sink. It's like, what are you doing? That's not where it goes. You know, these are something so minute. Those are the conversations that you have to have. Yes. Because those minute things could create a mountain over time. So I'm glad that I do have a partner that, you know, I can have those uncomfortable conversations with. Um, because we've laid the groundwork and established that trust and that, that honor with each other with the smaller things. Yes, yes. So you're adjusting with marriage, having to keep your spouse in mind, having to share your space. Now, boom, you're a mother. So what's been the biggest adjustment with becoming a mom? Sleeping through the night, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say this, you know, um, you know, my husband, he's a phenomenal man. He's a hes a gifted man as well. He's a musician. So um, there are times when, you know, he he's going. He has, you know, that's that I'm thankful that his gift does, you know, bring income into our home. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, even when I just kind of want to get away, I have to plan two weeks in advance for a two-hour getaway, if right. that makes any sense. Yes. Only because, you know, um, nine times out of ten, the kids are, you know, with me. I'm able to hold it down for him you know, so he can do what he loves. And I think that's just, you know, not being able to just not have any responsibility sometimes because I have two, four eyes constantly looking at me. Yes. Yes. And I think the biggest adjustment with becoming a parent, well, one of them, cause there's so many adjustments you have to make. Like you said, you know, sleeping through the night. Cause honestly, as a parent, how, I listen, my oldest is 24. I don't think I've slept through the night since I had him because even when they're adults, you're like going in the room, peeping in, trying to see, make sure they're good. You're like, they, he's grown. Why am I peeping in his room? You know what I mean? Right. And like, even with Jay, you just like, if you hear a little bump, you're jumping up. So I guess that'll go away when, I, when they're out. Um, but sleeping through the night and then you like, they just move in front of everything. Like they're just, they're now the priority. And you just forget about you, yes. like that's the biggest adjustment for real, for real. Like, yes. okay, yes, these kids are now and, my everything. And I'm I'm glad you said that though, um, because for the longest that has been the priority. However, I had to learn that if Mama's not okay, I can't be okay for this house. Mm-hmm. 
So I have to take a moment to regroup and just refresh myself, be it um, just a moment of me going away for a day and having a, a day out or a massage you know, just a moment for me to step away because if I'm not good for myself, I cannot be of any assistance to my husband or I can't be a present parent for my kids. Yes, but so, the, um, let's talk about that being, I don't want to say, I don't know if taboo is the right word, but it's like one of those things to where you're like, we don't do that. You know what I mean? When you become a wife mm-hmm. and you have a family, who who makes sure they're good? Like you're making sure everybody else is good but yourself. But now we have the tools we need, right? To make sure, sh- right. and we know the importance of it. Like you know now that, okay, if I'm not good, I can't care for my children. I can't care for my husband. My home is not good. But before, we really didn't think like that. It was just like, let me just make sure everybody around me is good. And then before you know it, you're in the hospital. Are you in a state of depression? Are you just like, you lost yourself? You know what I mean? And I think that's the one thing right. about balancing life. We have to make sure that we are good and not continue to put ourselves on the back burner. Because I know me, when I became a wife, when I became a mom, like those people that I would, I would say I was responsible for became my priority, my everything. I lost who I was, like all of the things yeah. that I enjoyed doing. I, I don't think I had hobbies anymore because my world, like they were everything. I made sure they yeah. were in sports and I had to take them to practice. I had to work. I had to make sure dinner with, and the one thing I hate, and I hope your husband don't do that is, when you come home, it's like, what's for dinner? Like, shh, who got here first? <laughs> You're like, what do you mean what's for dinner? You was here before me. Did you cook? So, but that was my whole thing. Like, I felt like that, that was for dinner. Like, I had to make sure that dinner was cooked. And I didn't think to say, you got here first. Why you didn't cook? I was just like, you're right. What are we going to eat? And scrambling, trying to, you know, cook dinner and make sure dinner was ready for myself and everybody in the house. And I think as women, not even as women, I'm not going to say just women because we have single dads now too. And, you know, we kind of lose ourselves and focus on the family. Have you, have you struggled with that? Listen, let me tell you something about my husband. He may not cook, but he's going to make sure that his wife and his children are fed. <laughs> so even it just depends on who gets home or, you know, we'll we'll kind of meet uh, meet up throughout the day. Hey, what are we going to eat for, for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. Um, either he'll pick it up or I'll pick it up. Or even if I do cook, he'll stop and get the things, you know, for me to cook because not, um, I pick up our kids from daycare. So we're, we're sharing this load around here, okay? Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I, I don't want to be a strong black woman. I know that's one narrative um, that my therapist, shout out to Authentic Mind, um, we discussed in one of my sessions, and I'm an advocate for mental health wellness. Um, and I think that that's a part of my, self, my self-care routine yes. as well. You know, just um, trying to just discredit that narrative of strong black women. I don't want to be a strong black mm-hmm. woman. I'm a I'm a woman. However, I want to be soft. You know, I, my shoulders weren't built to carry a house and everything else. You know, and you know, I cry. My feelings get hurt. I'm I'm vulnerable sometimes. I'm emotional sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to walk around with a brick wall of emotions. That's not me. Yes. And so I'm super thankful that I do have a partner that allows 
asked me to be that soft person, yes. you know. Um, I may trip sometimes. However, he's he's very understanding. God knew who to place me with because, um, you know, we, we balance each other. But even in that, I, I had to just be honest with him. And I was like, I am not okay. Yes. Um, here last week, I think I texted him and I was like, hey, may I, be, may I just be completely honest? And he was just like, sure, babe, what's going on? I said, um, the last two days of parenting has worn me out. And he was in between work and rehearsal. Do you know what that man did? He came home. The little hour and a half that he had to spare, he came home just to give me a break. And I can appreciate that. Yes. You know, it took me just really not just expressing myself when I was emotional, but really sitting him down and saying, okay, this is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you help me in this way? And I also had to learn that when I ask for help, I can't dictate the way the man helps me. Yes. You have to let him help you in the way that he understands that you need help. And it's funny because the last podcast was on communication and it's very important. Communicating is very important. And I'm so thankful that you embrace therapy because a lot of people don't embrace that they don't the strong black woman narrative is like yeah people embrace that before they embrace therapy and you're right you know we don't want to be strong black women because that's what everyone tell us we have to be we don't want to make all of the the decisions and all like we want a partner we want someone to carry the load with us um we want to be partners we don't want to have to lead all the time. So I'm so grateful for you that you, you have that therapy and you're embracing that option because a lot of people don't. Yes. And I, you know, and I will, I will recommend therapy to anyone, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes it takes that, that, that person that does not have any emotional connection with you to sometimes for you to be upfront and honest, yes. because so many times when we're talking to relatives or friends or loved ones or whatever it may be, you know, we tend to hold back and listen, I, I am the rawest, most transparent person during my sessions. I actually have a therapist and a life coach. Shout out to Eric Sims, Dr. Eric Sims. However, um, I had to change therapist though because you know you have to find someone that will match your energy. Yes. And I used to I used to cry to my therapist, but get my my life together with the coach. However, now I'm I'm getting that balance. I'm getting you know support from both, and they're holding me responsible mm-hmm. on my end as well from for things that I need to do in order to you know for my personal growth yes and the thing about it is the therapist is not gonna fix the problem you know one like you said they're there for you to express yourself because sometimes you don't have that at home or you don't have a person that you just want to be transparent with even your spouse you know you can you can be honest with them but some things you know you want to say for your therapy session and but they're there to help you navigate through it and help and point out things or you know give solution options that you may not think about so i'm with you i support therapy a hundred percent and i think we a lot of us need to embrace that if i may i just wanted to touch on something um postpartum depression Mm -hmm. that was that is one of the biggest struggles that i've encountered um being a mom um being in denial like you know i i have it together i should i should not have these type of feelings and so on and so forth um i remember that um i was with my last son i was about to be discharged and i was just overcome with so many emotions Mm -hmm. and i called for the nurse to come and get my baby 
my husband came back in. He was just like, hey, where's the baby? I was like, you know, I had to just call for help. And he was, he didn't understand. Right. And I couldn't express myself. You know, I was just like, he was just like, is everything okay? What's wrong? And I was just like, I'm heavy. Okay, what does heavy mean? I didn't know what it meant. I, I didn't know. I mean, I knew what I felt, but I did not know how to paint that picture to right. my husband. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we as black women are afraid to talk about as well. The struggles of depression after you know we've brought this beautiful being into this world how could we be depressed how could you have the blues but all of those especially with me being an older mom you know i was 33 when i had my first one um and also just the back and forth doctor's appointments and just being afraid you know when it comes to just black women in the the labor and delivery realm as it is is scary because you know sometimes we're not hurt you know again with that black that strong black woman narrative they they feel that you know most providers feel that we can we have a a different type of threshold when it comes to pain Mm -hmm. but I'm an advocate for that as well you know I had to realize that I am not okay I cannot do this on my own I'm not superwoman so I embrace my village even with you being you know all the way in Texas you know being that you would check in on me you are part of the village and I appreciate you for that because I don't have all the answers I would never have all the answers but I appreciate the village even on my weakest days that are able to just check in when you know I can't even reach out and the thing about it is you just have to say something when you feel off. Don't think that you have to just hold that in and carry that uncomfortable feeling, you know, just by you calling a nurse in and expressing that feeling to your, your husband. Sometimes people say it too late and it's like, you've done something that you regret doing because you didn't express that. So I agree with you. We have to, we have to speak up. We have to know when something is not right it's okay to speak up it's okay to to reach out for help and having that village having those people around you that you can just vent to sometimes you just need to be heard sometimes you need a little guidance but having the right people around you definitely helps you through those uncomfortable situations i agree and also it's important like when you're working you know keeping like your home at home and actually focusing on work and then keeping work at work and not bringing it home. How have you been able to maintain that with being a new mom and, and a new wife and all that? Being that I cover such a broad area, my car is my office, right? So I'm always, I'm always able to just pull over and pull some literature or whatever I need out of my trunk. Mm -hmm. I literally, you know, and by me always driving around with it, and I have to paint this picture because those materials were in my trunk. That means that work was always in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I started unloading my car every single day to detach myself from work. Mm-hmm. And not just that, you know, on weekends, I leave everything that I leave, anything work related in my office. I turn my work phone off. You know, I just have to, I have to disconnect because, yes. you know, I have to be present for this family mm-hmm. and I have to leave work where it is, you know, yes. don't get me wrong. I'm super thankful for what I do, but I had to make myself draw that boundary mm-hmm. because I always had, you know, even in the grocery store, Oh, give me just a minute. I'll go outside and I'll get this for you. However, I had, again, because it was always in the car, 
always in the back of my mind. I had to free up that space. Yes. And you have to do whatever it is you need to do to make you feel disconnected from that work space. You know, I mean, I work yeah. from home. So that means, guess what? My work is always here because I'm, I'm home. <laughs> but what I do, what I found, like, first of all, I have to be in silence. When I leave work, I have, I need quiet. I don't need, I don't want you talking to me. I don't want to hear any music. I just need a quiet space. So I, when I, I, I go straight to the gym because I need to release that energy, that work energy. So I go straight to the gym after work, but I ride to the gym in silence because I need my mind to stop thinking about work. I need my mind to stop mm-hmm. racing. So that's my way of disconnecting. So we all need to find our way to like disconnect yeah. and say, okay, I'm done with working. I've, I've worked however many hours I've done whatever project from the beginning to the end. And now it's time for me to focus on me and my family and whatever you need to do between that time, you have to find that, you know, you have to find that thing. And we all have a different thing. Like you say, you unload your car. You know, I feel like I'm unloading my brain, (laughs) you know, what with that (laughs) silence. So that's very important. So I'm glad you found that thing that helps you disconnect that work in that in that life you know kind of find that in between space so you can transition and also and I think that's why I probably don't answer my personal phone or return messages in a timely manner because from for eight hours sometimes nine ten my phone is ringing I'm either talking to a patient I'm talking to a doctor some type of provider I'm talking 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 and you know throughout eight hours a day I have people that aren't even related to me pulling on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm being pulled on so many in so many different directions. Then I come home and I have these little people. And so, you know, I'm still being pulled on, but I this is they're my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do not answer my phone. <laughs> I I you know, I'm guilty of that only because I I, I I, I want to be intentional with my time with my kids yes, as well absolutely. because, you know, time it does not wait for anyone. I learned from my first, you know, I think I was, you know, when I went back to work, I was just so consumed with coming in from work, washing all of the bottles, preparing for the next day. And now I took a different approach. I'm like, I'm going to spend time with my kids. I'm going to pretend that we are, you know, whatever game the oldest one wants to play, whatever he wants to do, I'm going to be present. Mm-hmm. Now, I am up later. (laughs) I go to sleep late and I'm up earlier. However, you know, I know that the sacrifice that I'm making now will definitely be just a part of their beautiful growth because it's very important to be present. And they feel that energy, too. And you're building your relationship with them right now. Like they're at a stage to where they feel that energy. They understand how you're feeling about them, what type of attention that you're paying to them. And like you said, time waits for no one. So you don't want to ever look back and say, I wish I would have never want to be in that situation. So let's talk about prioritizing, you know, like how do you, I know you say you take some time and you step away for yourself. So prioritizing you, not losing yourself in the midst of all that you have going on, share some things with us that you do just to, to make make sure that you're okay. Just things that you enjoy doing. You know, like I told you before, when I first got married and had children, like the things that I used to love to do, my hobbies and everything, I stopped doing them. And I started focusing on everyone else. So let's talk about self-care. Self-care. I 
Listen, I love a good massage, okay? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's something about a massage. And, like, I told my husband recently, I said, I need three things. Um, I'm going to need, um, and I said, because I did talk to him recently. I said, I'm going to go check into a hotel on a Friday mm-hmm. overnight. No communication. Let him know that I'm okay. I'm going to probably door dash some food. But this will be after I've had a massage and an alignment from a chiropractor. <laughs> Um, just so I can fully relax. Um, but I, I do have a masseuse that I visit at least once a month, Mm -hmm. um, because they really help, you know, my driving, I'm always super tense. So that helps. I'm going to keep myself up. Okay. We know that. Yes, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But being my hair, my nails, um, I, I pride myself in the way that I look, um, Listen, I was even in the hospital this last time with this birth of when I thought I was gonna have to deliver early. I had my braider, and this was we were we were not you know we were still respectful of hospital hours, but I needed to be presentable. And of course, me thinking ahead, me coming home to a, a, a toddler and an infant, I had to get my hair done. Okay, <laughs> but um, it's very important that I you know I I take care of myself physically. Um, of course, constantly checking in with my therapist um to take care of my emotional side i'm very active in my church for my spiritual health um now once i get this weight off of me listen i i'm telling you i don't think i'm gonna be able to stop myself (laughs) however (laughs) and i have to give myself grace there i think that's one of my biggest challenges right now Mm -hmm. and that's another thing and that's another thing we struggle with i mean women specifically because after you have a baby we don't we don't give ourselves grace right even and men right. maybe when you when you adjust to mar- getting married and you you don't know what you're supposed to be as a husband you know you make mistakes we have to give ourselves grace so you're right, right. you have to and what's so crazy is, so I said this to someone the other day, I said, you know, because I am, a, I'm a breastfeeding mom, so that is another notch in the belt, okay? This is a journey. Um, however, I was like, you know, what happened to the, the pumping and you, you lose it? You yes, get fine. I, said, I guess I, said. I didn't get that package. That was a lie, right? I said the same thing. I was like, what? It's a lie. It is a lie. So whoever's out there listening, you know, it may you may not sign up for that package, but keep going, okay? Keep it's going. worth it, though. I will say, I mean, that's it the is. best thing for the baby. But if you're doing it because you think you're about to lose weight, no. And the journey at the mm-hmm. beginning is the hardest thing ever because it's so painful. It is so... It's you painful. If you don't and have the tired. right tools, you know what I mean? If you don't know yes. the, the the things that you need to, to ease the pain, you'll tap out yes. real quick. But if you're going on and this... And you have to have the support. Yes. And if you're going on this journey thinking, oh, I'm going to breastfeed this baby. My stomach going to be flat. Not... <laughs> Listen, listen, listeners, listen, listen, okay? I am the heaviest man I have been in the last three years with both pregnancies. You know, the more you breastfeed, the more, you, the hungrier you are, you know, I'm burning calories, so I have to, man, and I'm just like, what is going on as I eat an Uncrustable? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, so yeah, but it's- But like, I'm giving myself grace. Yes. By, by December, I will, I will be back to a place where I am comfortable, but I did just having a baby five months ago you sure so, did and yeah. you look amazing you look amazing so don't don't do that to yourself but yeah i mean it's the best thing for the baby like that's the 
I think that's the best decision that I made. One of the best decisions that I feel like I made as a mom is to breastfeed. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad that you prioritize you and that you continue to do those things to make sure that you're caring for yourself. Because some of the mistakes I made was I focused on other people. I lost myself. I lost the passion for the things I love. Not paying attention to like the little things. When I, when I was married, I felt like I treated... I treat people the way I want to be treated uh-huh. versus treating them the way they deserve to be treated or, or the way they need to be treated. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't uh-huh. want, I don't want to any, you know, anything bad to happen to anyone. I'm not going to be mean and rude, but I know that because I feel like, okay, I want to be treated this way. So I'm going to treat you this way. And I'm expecting you to treat me that way is that's just naive. Like I, that was just the biggest mistake I made. I'm like, okay, right. That's a lesson learned, you know? Um, right. But it's very important to continue to love you and make you a priority. And I'm so glad that you have found that and that you do that. And I, I, I'm so happy about that for you. And I would like to say this, you know, just, um, also I don't need prioritizing my marriage, you know, I know people, there's this there's this constant debate, who comes first? Is, is it the spouse or the husband? I mean, the spouse or the kids. Oh, the kids. And mm-hmm. I, I am learning to prioritize my marriage mm-hmm. because if we're not on the same page and if we're not good, we can't create this, this good atmosphere for our kids. Yes, and, exactly. you know, um, even in our new roles, you know, I have to give my, my, my husband grace as well because he's never been a husband and a father. We've never been a family of four before. So I, I give everybody in this family grace, you know, and just realizing that I have to I have to love on him and I have to, um, I really have to just praise him because, you know, just being, being in this world and being a black man is a different type of, you know, challenge. However, I'm, you know, when I do get the chance, I do enjoy listening to my husband and his live bands. I, I, that is my most favorite thing to do. So, um, listen, and now I'm bringing the kids with me. I'm like, we're going to be there, sir. We're in the stands. We're cheering you on. But I love that music is just my music is just the the best way to just communicate with me um you know it's a universal language mm-hmm. no matter the color background music is it and so um just you know just prioritizing my connection with my husband so we can be the best for our kids you know because we want them to see a positive a positive love experience you know yes, and that's what i was about to say a ro- robot yes and that's what i was going to say you are you are showing them how to be you know in a relationship right so you have to prioritize you have to show them affection when you you show them how what it's supposed to look like you know and create that positive energy for them because you don't want them to be traumatized by you know the things that's going on around you so absolutely you should prioritize and and just like you put the time in to say i'm gonna make sure i'm looking nice i'm gonna make sure i'm feeling nice i'm gonna go get me a massage you have to put that same energy into you know, your marriage, like, okay, let's take, let's go on a date, you know, let's, let's, let me rub his shoulders. I mean, I'm saying that and I'm not married anymore, but still, you know, I know those things are important. So exactly, exactly. And knowing, you know, knowing what he likes and what he appreciates, you you guys prioritizing each other. Yes. So if you had any advice for new moms, new wives, you know, work-life balance, what would you give to that advice? What advice would you give to someone that's just entering and just having to adjust to those things? 
Okay, let's break those down, okay? Um, <laughs> let's go from uh, just work life that work, you know, um, being that my territory has recently um, expanded. Shout out to me and God um, because I've, I pray for this. You Congrats, know, congratulations! Knowing, thank you, thank you. Uh, but knowing when to uh, set boundaries, and that's with being a mom, being a wife. Um, but set boundaries because when you set boundaries, you put things in their, you know, their respective places. Being work, being home, um, whatever. Just set boundaries, just for the for your mental peace. Um, and learning and learning to say no, you know, because so many times I used to be a people pleaser and I still, you know, I, I would still go out my way. However, I can't always please people and please myself. So, you know, um, we're so easy to offer others grace, but give give yourself grace as well. Um, the changes are forever coming. You know, sometimes we have to learn to pivot and I'm, I'm a planner. I like to have things kind of in order, and I want to know sometimes what's going on, or I, I have control. But some of the best moments and some of the best experiences have came when I've relinquished that power and given, you know, just got free range in my life. Yes. Um, definitely have a support system when it comes to um, just the motherhood journey, you know, because so many times I often find just in casual conversations that we're all struggling with the same. You know, like you said, you with your adult kids over there but you you were on this journey ahead of me so you can help me navigate through these through this thing called life and motherhood so definitely you know not just have a village for the kids but a village for yourself as well and when it comes to being a mom <laughs> and you looking at your, your your significant other your husband when you're up in the middle of the night feeding that baby and they're sleeping just remember you'll always be nine months ahead and that's something that I had to understand and just really accept you know we think when that child is earthside the mountains are moved and the clouds part on behalf of our kids not just with us but everyone that's different you know from the moment that us mothers find out that we are carrying these seeds we make sacrifices we yes. start adjusting mm -hmm. we, we we watch what we eat we watch what we drink you know you no one makes the the sacrifice to the level that the moms do so give others grace around you especially those spouses when you're up at 3 a.m and they're snoring but you'll always be nine months ahead and so um listen surround yourself with beautiful people leave the negativity where it is um because this life is already hard as it is so just continue to love on yourself then when you love on yourself that love will exude in other areas and other relationships know your love language and get to know others around you because yes. so many times we expect people to love us the way that we love them and i i recommend that book to anyone that's listening um use it with your relationships be it children spouse work relationships you don't even have to read the book there's a quiz on the internet so you can identify the the proper way to love those that are around mm -hmm. you and watch those relationships blossom yes and my biggest thing is maintaining those friendships outside of your marriage you know that you have before because they help you 
stay, you know, balanced, right? And it doesn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, it, it can sometimes be just a check-in, a simple, hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? Or you yeah. want to catch lunch? It doesn't have to be a, a all-night session or anything like that, especially with everyone navigating the, the new phases, of new seasons of their lives. It's hard sometimes to get together. Even if it is a virtual FaceTime happy hour, yes. you and your best friend having a cocktail, catching up, you know, be be creative. Listen, if the pandemic taught us anything, it was to be creative. Yes, your create your creativity came out a hundred percent. You were in locked in and absolutely so. And having the right, the, if you have the right friends around you, they're not gonna go anywhere. They're gonna understand the adjustments right. you make. But you also have to make sure that you're putting in that effort and maintaining those friendships as well. So, and you know, I'm, I'm, it's funny that you said that um, because I am one of the few of my friends that are married and with have kids, and I'm I'm 35 years old, and you know, now in time, you know, you have more women waiting till later in life to have families because they're more career driven and so on and so forth. So I'm able to give my friends, you know, that count that counsel or advice from a person that's already in that role. But, you know, when that time comes, I'm going to be there rooting for them. Right. And we, we're all respectful of just the phases that we're in, you know? And so, um, but like you said, those friends, they keep me grounded. <laughs> they let me know that I'm still, you know, I'm still crystal mm-hmm. before I'm the, the wife and the mom. Right. Don't get to acting funny because you're a wife now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, we always have good, uh, good discussion, good conversation. You know, we can talk for hours but i really appreciate you allowing me to invite in the listeners just to get a little glimpse of what we talk about when we talk so thank you so much for being a guest on key conversations and thank all of you for joining in the conversation today sending positive energy out to everyone hope you all have a wonderful day